It's time for the podcast with two guys whose BMI is higher than their IQ. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by Smith's Floor Coverings. This is a double cheek push here. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Our pets' heads are falling off! Guess what today is? I like turtles. Hump day! Hump day! You're my boy, Blue! Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! I don't know how long this is going to last. Good morning, West Georgia, and welcome into the Morning Five Podcast. It is another hump day edition of the Morning Five Podcast, and today is National Queso Day. Mm, yeah. Yes, please. I'm I'm all for some queso. Yeah, I think I think queso unless unless somebody is lactose intolerant, which I understand, but I think queso might be one of those things that you have in your life that if you ever go out to eat and somebody says no, I don't like queso, I think it might be time to not be friends with that person anymore. Uh, amen. Yeah. I think it's, you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago about like if uh, uh, five o'clock somewhere Margaritaville comes on and the person you're with doesn't sing every single lyric to that song, probably time to reevaluate your friendship with that person. I think I think queso falls I think queso falls under the same the same category. If somebody goes, yeah, I understand lactose intolerant people can't eat queso, whatever. But if uh, if you go to if you go to a Mexican restaurant and order queso, and, and your friend that you're eating with says, Nah, I'm not a real big fan of queso, then it might be time to reevaluate your friendship there. Yeah, no joke, man. No joke. Uh, today is also National Fried Rice Day. I love me some fried rice too, man. Yeah, same. Dear Lord, this is a good day. Yeah, if you put some fried rice and and queso on top of it, dude, and you're you're in good shape. Exactly what I was thinking. Little queso, <laughs> you're in good shape. Little queso sprinkled on top of some fried rice. Yeah, sign me up for that, Ooh, man. <laughs> I hadn't had fried rice in a hot minute either. So yeah. I, uh, I I like both of these. The both of these food days individually are fantastic. But yeah, combining queso and fried rice—that's heaven, dude. No doubt, no freaking doubt. So yeah, I'm I'm with you, uh, Billy. Last night the Braves beat the Phils nine to three. Nice to see the Braves get back on the winning streak. We hadn't, we hadn't played great. Uh, I would say probably the past week ever since we clinched to the East. Haven't played. Haven't played great, but luckily for the Braves, we've opened up such a massive lead uh, that it hasn't hurt us in the National League. I believe we're still three games clear in the National League for the best record. Uh, Let me check here. We got 50. Yeah, we're still three games clear in the National League for the best record. Uh, Two games clear in MLB for the best record in all of baseball. We get back at the winning ways. We beat the Phils 9-3 last night. Ozuna with three RBIs. Acuna and Pilar with two RBIs. Acuna with another home run. He's at 39 now. He's he, he's going to hit 40. Like he, He's going to be in the 40-40 clubs. I mean, that is, that is one of the most insane feats that I've seen an Atlanta Brave player ha- have ever. 40-60? Um, 40-70? Yeah. He's three away from 70. He's two away, or like he's two home runs away from 40 home runs. He's three stolen bases away from 70. It's a 40-70 season for him. You know know what's crazy about a 40-40 season? Not many people have done it. Only 25% of the people that have done a 40-40 season resulted in the MVP. That's insane. Isn't that nuts? And if he doesn't win it and it goes to Mookie Betts, I'm boycotting 
the, the MVP. I'll be I'll be furious. I'm with you. I'll be. Oh, fu- let's God. see what the uh, let's see what the odds are right now for the MLB MVP. Acuna Acuna was leading it after they left uh, L. A. a couple a couple series ago. Um, boop, 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 that's league winners. Where's a uh, player awards? Here we go. Uh, right now. Oh. <laughs> Billy, would you like to hear the NL MVP odds right now? Is it a pick them? So Mookie Betts is in second at a plus 650. Okay. Ronald Acuna Jr. is in first. Now Mookie Betts is at a plus 650 in quote-unquote second. Ronald Acuna Jr. is in first at a minus 1,450. Oh, my God. (laughs) So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think Ronnie's got that one sewn up. Um, the Spencer Strider, who pitched last night, he's at a plus seven thousand in the uh, in the National League. I think I think it's either going to be Blake's. I think it should be Blake Snell. I probably I'd assume as good of a season as Strider's had. I would vote for Strider, but uh, but yeah, Blake Snell right now at minus nineteen hundred. Uh, so Acuna conti- continues to have just an insane season. And I think one of the guys that's flown under the radar with the type of production year that he's had, Ozuna right now is at 85 RBIs. I mean, I mean, getting to 90 is is very realistic. 100 is still not out of the realm of possibility. It, it would be an insane stretch if Ozuna got to 100. He didn't, he didn't need 15 in a span of like 13 games, I think. Uh, let's see where we're at. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So eleven. He'd need 15 RBIs in, in 11 games. It, it is doable. It, it for sure is doable. Uh, it would be it would be a crazy run, and we've seen Azuna get crazy hot. So it's it's not out of the realm of possibility, I suppose. Three RBIs last night. He's at 85. Olson, uh, Matt Olson, got an RBI last night. Got him up to 130. Um, you know, and, and one of the other things that Acuna did, like, you know, he's going to get, he, he's probably going to get the 40, 70 year and he's going to get 40, 70 while batting over 300 and getting over a hundred RBIs. Yeah. That's, yep. that's absurd, dude. And he could, he could slug over 600 this year. It, it absolutely is absurd. I, I don't know what is if, like I said, if he doesn't get the MVP, he deserves it. There's no doubt about it, and he should get the MVP this year. It doesn't matter if if he goes over the rest of the year. Like Acuna has earned it. Um, ah oh man, it's it's unreal. Just the the season that he has had this year, unreal. And I think I it's think better this than year, anything else I've ever seen. And they actually that, did a uh, article, and I meant to send it to you yesterday, but I know you probably wouldn't have read it because it's the Athletic. But bingo. Um, Jason Stark did an article about um, are the Braves the best offense ever, and he compared them to the twenty seven Yankees. And dude, that article was phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was I, really I, well written. I think it's definitely an argument to be made that this is this is one of, if not the greatest, offensive baseball teams ever assembled, and. I'd have to I'd have to compile the numbers. I'd have to, I would have to look and compare and stuff. But uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. might be having the greatest statistically wise baseball season from anybody who's ever played baseball ever. Yeah, like yep. w- when you That's when you fair. add in his average, his slugging percentage, his stolen bases, the RBIs, the home runs, and you add in the defense, like this might be 
the most well-rounded, best baseball season of all time. Yeah, how many outfield assists does he have? Does it say? Ooh, on your little stat sheet? Uh, no, I don't have it with me. Do, 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 do. I don't even know where I'd find that. I think. I think. Does Baseball Reference have that? I think so. I think they do. Let's see. Uh, he plays for Atlanta. Very good. Yeah. Quick on that. He he plays for Atlanta. Um, I don't know what what's the abbreviation for outfield assist? Just OA. Hey. It should be under fielding stats. Um, postseason standard fielding. He has. Is this assists? Uh, this year he has ten assists. Which is Pretty most of his career. Good. Is what? It's the most. It's ties ties the most for his career. Ten assists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ten assists and one double play, and he's got a fielding percentage of ninety eight percent. Yeah, and I, I don't know where you find it, and I'll have to look it up and find a different location for it. But the defensive runs saved or whatever that. A lot of people go by. Yeah. I would love to know his because his has been unreal this year. Uh, yeah, there's 35 different stats in here, but defensive run saved is not in here. Not that I see. They got everything else, though. They have league fielding percentage. Uh, they have league range factor per nine innings and league range factor per game. There's, a, there's so many stats in here crazy <laughs> but yeah ronald acuna jr possibly having the greatest baseball season of all time by one individual and he's only 25 years old uh spencer strider last night looked really good seven innings pitched three earned runs and 11 k's and the only the, the three earned runs he gave up was it was just a mistake pitch to bruce hooper who's one of the top 10 best baseball players in the game right now I and mean, it's gonna happen right but, you know it's uh, good on good you know what i mean so um Good, good look out of Spencer. Good look out of Spencer Strider, and I believe this was his fifteenth start of the year with ten or more uh, Ks. He was filthy last night. He was, I mean, that slider was sliding. Uh, the fastball was fasting. Um, it was, it was looking good last night. So, uh, good kudos to Spencer. Kudos to the Braves, man. Finally getting off the snide because that was that was a rough little stretch right there. That was the longest stretch of the year, I think, um, as far as. Uh, losses are concerned i would think so um, yeah i would definitely think so so good to bounce off of that uh i think they have a twelve twenty start today yeah where did where did that thing go where's my i just had the uh i just had the businessman special a bunch of businessmen will bring their daughters yep right? yep twelve twenty today bryce elder versus aaron nola uh you can get in for as low as four bucks right now that's not bad. No, no. And this will this will be uh, after this after this homestand. They go on the road against Washington, and that'll be the last road. That'll be the last road series of the year. We come home and do three versus the Cubbies, and then three versus the Nationals. So it's it's winding down, man. We already clinched a bye through the first round of the the I don't know what they call them uh, wild card rounds. So we're we're through on there. Uh, wait, have we? Uh, I got a text yesterday that said we did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. From now, now, granted, it was from ESPN. So, uh, who knows if it's actually correct? But, uh, yeah, twelve twenty today. I, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see what we do in that series versus Washington. Um, 
I know we don't have to play in that first round, but it'll be interesting to see what Snit does with our with our starting rotation to see if he wants the starters to keep going and keep pitching or if he wants them to get like an extra, I don't know, a couple days of, of rest. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Billy, we move on to the power rankings. We got high school, college, and NFL football power rankings here on a Wednesday. Uh, Billy, let's start off with high school first. My, my power rankings look like this. Carrollton, de facto number one, best team in our area. Number two, I have Central. Uh, I like what Central did this week, man. They played a very tough Northgate team away, and they they you know battled and got through it and, and won. So good job out of this the Central Lions. It sounded like they had a lot of the same issues that you guys did with the officials. Yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> Northgate, man. Uh, Bowden. Bowden went on the road at Dade County and just absolutely obliterated them. I have them at number three. Uh, at number four, I have the Villarica Wildcats. It'll be interesting to see what they look like this week with Will Wallace at quarterback. I think he's going to start again this week. We'll see what he looks like uh, going through practice. Uh, Bremen. Bremen at number uh, Bremen at number five. Or, excuse me, uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, Bremen at number five. I can't count. They got a big win versus Upson Lee. Uh, them and them and Villarica start their region play so early, man. And they have a they have Ridgeland. They're at Ridgeland this weekend. At number six, I have Temple. Temple's kind of stumbled the past couple of weeks. Uh, they haven't looked great against uh, against Pepperell and against Lumpkin County. You know, against Lumpkin County getting shut out and against Pepperell losing by five. Uh, next, I have Mount Zion. Mount Zion getting their first loss of the year versus Brookstone at home. They travel to Monticello uh, this week. And then Heard County, I have Heard County after Mount Zion. I know Heard County right now is winless in the season. But I, I have heard from multiple people that their game against Raven County was the best that Heard County has looked. And honestly, Heard County has two more weeks before they have to win. They have two more non-region games. Uh, and then at number nine, I have Harrelson County, the Rebels, wrapping up our top nine power rankings in high school football. Yeah, I've got the same top three for you that you do, Carrollton Central Bowden. Um, agree with you there. Um, I actually have Bremen and Villarica swapped. I think Bremen's got a little bit better of a defense right now, um, and their offense is actually clicking a little bit better than Villarica's. Now, granted, Will Wallace looked great last week, and will continue if they continue with Will Wallace, it's going to be really interesting, and that may swap back. But right now, Bremen, I'm, I'm taking Bremen over Villarica. Uh, then Mount Zion. Uh, and then Mount Zion after Villarica, then Temple, then Heard County, Harrelson County for me. So you got you got Mount Zion and Temple and Villarica and Bremen flop from from mine. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, let's move on to college football. I have I have Texas at number one. They didn't look great this past weekend. Honestly, to be completely honest with you, nobody really inside the top five looked fantastic this weekend. Texas squeaks by with a 31 to 10 victory over Wyoming at number two I have Michigan didn't look great either 31 to 6 over Bowling Green uh, but a win is a win and they're doing it without their head coach uh, I got FSU moving down to the three spot man they looked terrible against Boston College and Boston College honestly had multiple chances in that game to win and they just they, they couldn't do it they couldn't take the bull by the horns and win that game at number four I have Notre Dame probably the best looking team in the top five or in my top five they win 41 to 17 in game day is traveling to South Bend Indiana uh, for this matchup this Saturday they win over big win over Central Michigan and then creeping into my top five just because USC didn't play 
is the Georgia Bulldogs. But once again, Georgia also did not look great versus South Carolina. Came out strong after halftime, but nobody has really separated themselves from the pack. Texas, Michigan, FSU, Notre Dame, UGA are my top five. Uh, I've got the same top five as I did last week. Georgia, Florida State, Michigan, USC, and Texas. Yes, they all looked horrible. Every single one of them looked bad this weekend. Um, it seemed like most of everybody in the top ten outside of Notre Dame looked bad. So, and, and Ohio State, but Ohio State was playing Youngstown State. So, Western Kentucky. Um, our Western yeah. Kentucky, yeah. Tomato, yeah, tomato. State was the week before. Yeah. yeah. We actually looked good um, so, against Western Kentucky. We didn't look good against Youngstown State. Yeah, yeah, it was it was strange. So, um, you know, we may get beat by like twenty this week oh, against Notre Dame, yeah. but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. I mean, you look at the top twenty-five. I mean, Tennessee got beat. They looked terrible. Alabama was tied at halftime to University of South Florida. Uh, Penn State only beat Illinois by seventeen, and Illinois is probably the worst roster in the entire Big Ten. Kansas State lost. They were in. They were number fifteen. Uh, it was. It, it was a. It was a weekend that. The top ranked teams, man, they they did not look good at all. And Michigan didn't look great against uh, whoever they were Bowling playing. Bowling Green, either. no, they didn't. They really yeah. didn't. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is I was watching a video on Joel Klatt, and Joel Klatt was pointing out the fact that, you know, just the hypocrisy that it is. You know, how everyone, this is something that you and I have grown up with, but how everyone hates Ohio State. Everyone, oh, everyone outside of Ohio State fans hate gets, Ohio State. It gets and even views. Ohio State fans hate us. Yeah, that's very it. true. That's very true. Um, <laughs> but he said, you know, it's interesting. He goes, if this, if the exact same thing happened this week that happened against Michigan, where you were losing or you are barely beating Bowling Green, you had done three interceptions or whatever, three turnovers. And this was, <clears throat> it was, um, Ohio State's quarterback, as opposed to Michigan's quarterback, they would never let them hear the end of it. Ever. Yeah, I. Th- but now, because it's Michigan, it's different. I think that I, I really, I just think that has to do with the fan bases. You're going to get more publicity. You're going to get more eyes. You're going to get more views. You're going to get more clicks if you dog on Ohio State than than you are if you dog on Michigan. I think that's that's you know whether whether it's right or wrong. I, I think that's what it boils down to is Ohio State's fan base is just bigger than Michigan's fan base, and if they talk crap against Ohio State, they're gonna get the Ohio State fans pissed off, and you know they're gonna get views, yeah. they're gonna get clicks. Yeah, but yeah, I know I I understand where he's coming from. He's not wrong. Uh, let's move on to the NFL. My top five power rankings in the NFL. Uh, I have the Cowboys at number one. Cowboys looked good again this weekend, taking care of business on Sunday. Or was it a Sunday night game? Or no, it was a four. It was a four twenty-five game. Uh, they took care of business and beat the Jets thirty to ten. The Aaron Rodgers Jets at number two. I have the Dolphins. Man, I really like what the Dolphins look like. They beat the Pats twenty-four to seven. I think that defense and that offense is one of the best combos in in uh, NFL right now. At number three, I have the 49ers. They took care of the Rams 30-23. to 23. A Rams team without Stetson Bennett. That's a whole other story in and of itself. At number four, I have the Eagles. I just I, I haven't seen enough for the Eagles, and I really thought about dropping them outside of my top five because they have not looked good this year. The defense uh, has looked okay in spurts. Uh, the offense, as well as the defense, okay in spurts. Uh, they beat the Vikings 34-28 on Thursday night. And then wrapping up my top five, I have the Ravens. I think they're going to be sneaky good this team, this year. Even without J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards in the backfield is going to be an absolute dude. Lamar Jackson is going to be fine. He might win the MVP this year. 
Uh, they beat the Bengals 27-24. The 0-2 Bengals, by the way. So that's my NFL top five. Uh, give me Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles, Dolphins, and Ravens. I think we have the same five, but just different order. Different order, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think those five have, have really separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Unlike college football, where the waters are so muddy this year for the top ten, or the top, especially the top five. I think in the NFL right now, through two weeks, we've we've had sort of a, a separation of five or six teams from the rest of the pack. But there's also a couple one and one teams that I know that are good enough to beat those two and zero teams that we just mentioned in the top five. Oh, you know well, what I mean? Oh, okay. Who you who you thinking with the one and one teams? Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs are one of them. Um, are they though? Yeah. They are they? Are. They put they up seventeen are, points man. against the Jaguars. I know. The Jaguars are a different team this year. They really are. That, that offense should drive the Jaguars this year. I mean, I don't know. I yeah. I haven't been impressed with anything I've seen from the Chiefs. It, nothing. It's I I don't. Outside of outside of uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, Kelsey looks okay, but I've I haven't been I haven't been very impressed. But I mean, once again, it's it's Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and uh, Andy Reid. So they'll figure it out. But this isn't the figure it out rankings. <laughs> uh, uh, yep, that's why they're not in the top five for us. Do you, do you do you think they're probably the best one on one team? You know you know a team that's two and zero that's really surprised me, and I know somebody that listens to this podcast is going to get a kick out of this. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. Yeah, Tampa has looked really good. Uh, B- Baker Mayfield has been. <laughs> he looks like a dude. actually really solid. He looks like a serviceable quarterback. He looks um, he looks like a dude, man. I don't. Yeah. I I didn't see this coming. I mean, he, uh, now now granted, the Bears are the one of the worst teams in the NFL. Probably this, the worst team in the NFL. But he threw for 317 yards this past weekend for a tutty. I mean, he, he looked he looked like a dude. He looked pretty good. So Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay might be better. I mean, you have you have three undefeated teams right now in the NFC South. Saints are two and zero. Bucks are two and zero. Falcons are two and zero. Yeah, and Pat McAfee was actually talking about how good the, the NFC South is. Yeah. After. I, yesterday i didn't it was like three of the teams are two and oh it was like did anybody expect this nope i that wasn't on my bingo card that was that was not on my bingo card cj stroud had a big weekend this past weekend too hey real quick yards uh, speaking of speaking of former ohio state quarterbacks um justin fields and i and hear hear me out i know he's better than what he is right now i know he is i've seen it <clears throat> Do you think it's because of the organization he's in that he's not being developed? No, thousand percent. Yeah, a, 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 okay. mi- a million percent. Yes. Do you think if he went to a, an organization that actually gave it crap, he would actually be much better? He would have to go to an organization that a gave a crap and b is can develop him the way that he needs to be developed. Like he doesn't need to go to a system where he's going to be a pocket passer. He needs to get he needs to get paired with the right head coach. Um, yeah, the Bears, the Bears are just terrible. Chicago is a terrible organization right now. They're a terrible team. They've surrounded him with absolute misery. Um, and, and it sucks for Justin because he's a, he's a good quarterback. He's a good talent. But when you're surrounded by that, like, it's, yeah, it, it sucks. He, he's a better quarterback than his stats show. Um, is, he, is he an NFL starting quarterback? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Maybe not. But he's, he's certainly a better quarterback than he's shown up in Chicago so far throughout his career. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Billy, let's get to the TM5 Fantasy League update. Close, Do we have to? Cl- 
close, close, close games. Somebody Ugh. on this podcast is 0 and 2, and somebody on this podcast is 2 and 0. I went up against Matt Skinner this past weekend, won at 155 to 130, put a 20 point, 25 point spanking on our good friend Matt Skinner. Dan Jones. Dan Jones had 30 points in this game, Billy. He had, I don't think he had any points at halftime. I think either either going into halftime or at halftime, he was at like three points or something. And I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Uh, but yeah, Dan Jones with 30 points for me, a big weekend from him. TJ Hawkinson with 25, Saquon with 27. Uh, Saquon got that before he hurt his ankle. So a uh, 2-0 start so far from uh, Blue Mountain State. Then we got team football. They beat Steve Walker 120.38 to 113. A close seven-point victory there for team football. Team football's highest scores, it was kind of spread out evenly throughout the entire roster for team football. Uh, Joe Burr with 15, Tyreek with 15, Mike Williams with 16, Jake Moody, the kicker, with 14. Uh, so, uh, So Mr. Team Football Falcons fan is getting production from everywhere. He is also 2-0 in the league. Now the one, the heartbreaker, the closest matchup of the weekend. My co-host, Mr. Billy Lindahl, falls to Abner Castellanos, 141.72 to 140.26. I was up by 34 points going into the Sunday night game. And he had... He had the Dallas D and a wide receiver for, and I can't remember who it was. A Dallas defense is pretty good this year. Oh, uh, you look God at his uh, Jalen Hurts with twenty-five, Bijan with twenty-one, Debo with twenty-two, Keenan Allen with thirty-one, and the Cowboys defense with sixteen points. Those are the big hitters. Uh, you got Justin Jefferson with twenty-two, James Cook with fourteen, Josh Jacobs with fifteen, Oh, Kirky Cousins with seventeen. Uh, so Abner Abner remains 2-0 undefeated. Billy slides to 0-2. And, and then Clay Harden versus Chris Ducas. Chris Ducas comes out victorious. Another close one. 129.78 to 123.24. That moves Clay Harden to 0-2. Chris Ducas at 1-1. His high point getters, Lamar Jackson with 22 points. CeeDee Lamb with 25. Devontae Smith with 23. Mike Evans. Had himself an absolute game. 29 points out of Mike Evans. He went absolutely off this past weekend. It was uh well, one of the that was one of the craziest games I've ever seen from Mike Evans ever. Uh he he just I mean, that seemed like every time I looked down at my phone, he was catching another pass. 171 yards, six receptions, 171 yards, and one tutty. Insane game for Mike Evans. Uh Clay Harden's top point getters are Christian McCaffrey at 22, Justin Fields at 19, Devontae Adams at 19 and Calvin Ridley with 16.8. The standings look like this in the league. Do, 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 do. Standings, there we go. Uh, right now, Abner Castellanos is in first place at 2 0, uh, just because of the points scored for him. And second is yours truly, Blue Mountain State. Team football coming in in third, still 2 0. Chris Ducas and fourth at 1 1. Steve Walker, 1 1 in fifth. Uh, Matt Skinner at 6th with 0-2. Billy Lindahl, 0-2 in 7th. And bringing up the rear in dead damn last place is my buddy, your friend, Clay Harden, number 8, 0-2. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Carrollton beat Campbell 7-6. Central beats Norville 5-1. to 
Mount Zion picks up their first wins of the season. Let's go. Huge. Nice. Huge. And, and the fact that they come against a region opponent is even more massive. That's great. They beat Christian Heritage 13 to 12 and 21 to 20. So Woo. kudos to them. Philadelphia uh, beats Maynard Jackson 20 to 2. And Maynard Jackson scores the first two points in region play against Philadelphia. That's crazy. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> it's the end uh, of September. <laughs> And the Hurt County Braves beat a Temple in a game that I called last night 6-3. to three. That game was interesting, to say the least. It was 3-1 to one going into the 7th. Hurt County scores 3 in the top of the 7th. And then uh, Temple scored 2 in the bottom of the 7th and had the bases loaded and ended up flying out to end the game. But they were, they were threatening, and I, it was uh, it was getting interesting. The so. Temple team is good, man. They, they really yeah. – I think a lot of people overlook how good Temple softball is this year. We, we know we know what Hurt County is. We know what Hurt County is. We know they're yep. good. Um, you know, Central Bremen, we know those teams are really good in our area, and I think Temple is one of those teams that's being overlooked in our area at the moment. They, they are a solid group of girls. On the Smith's Four Coverings Games and Events calendar, Bowden is up facing against Pepperell today, and then – Heard County will head to Bremen to face off against the Bremen Blue Devils. And I believe Temple is facing Harrison is what I heard yesterday. This may not have been on the schedule originally, but I think that's who they're supposed to be facing. Okay. So um, they've got Harrison today. And then uh, I believe they've got Mount Zion on Thursday. Temple does. So that'll be interesting. Billy, let's, that's your Smith Park Games and Events calendar. Oh, let's get to another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Straw with Robert Woo's B Real Estate Group. Uh, Shohei Atani has to have elbow surgery. He's expected to hit only in 2024 and uh, continue pitching in 2025. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see his contract status coming up after the that's exactly end of what the I was season. thinking. If he's only going to hit next year, what is the contract status? Are you going to get a one-year deal and then move on to a bigger year when you can do both the following? And he's 29. It's not like he's a spring chicken. Um, you know, baseball's a little different, though. Probably has a easily another decade in him of, of quality baseball. Yeah, what are our... Is is he going to do a one-year deal next year and then re-up in 2025 when he can pitch and hit? Or are teams going to sign him knowing what his capabilities are on the mound? I wouldn't. I wouldn't just out of safety because you don't know what his elbow is going to be when he comes back from right. uh, from 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 the uh, the injured, you know, whatever they call it, the IL now. Um, that'll be interesting. That'll be very, very interesting to see. I know Shoei's going to come back and be very good, but what is he going to be and what's the contract negotiation I think are going to be two of the most intriguing off-season storylines uh, from a baseball perspective. Deion Sanders condemns death threats against Colorado State University's Henry's Blackburn. As you should. Yeah. I mean, this is this is garbage, man. I mean, and this is... Yes, was it a cheap shot? Absolutely. But at the same time like that's part of a football game you're gonna have those those moments happen there's no reason to have death threats for it thousand percent it's a game it is it's a game people come on these are kids these, these are college kids like these are still kids these these guys are in college uh Dion prime said uh henry blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game 
He made a tremendous hit on Travis on the sideline. You could call it dirty. You could call it that. He just wants to play football. But whatever it is, it doesn't constitute that he should be receiving death threats. And he's a, he's one thousand percent right. It's it's yep. the the people that you know. I get I get pissed off just as much as anybody else does at these players in the field. But I, death threats, dude. That's that's just. I don't. What's what's going wrong in your life that you feel the need to send death threats to a college football player? What is Amen. What is so messed up in your life that that's what that's where your brain goes and you think that's okay? A little. I want to look in the mirror. A little self reflection time for whoever did that. Uh, Browns Jerome Ford to be the number one running back after Nick Chubb injury, and there's also rumors that the Browns could be looking in at uh, bringing in Kareem Hunt or trading for Rams Cam Akers. Yeah, I I hate this. We didn't get a chance to talk about this. That was that injury. Just oh, God, I hate it for for Nick. I really do. And you know what? Look, Nick has been such a blessing for Cedartown for the state of Georgia. He has done wonders. He's got a he's got a foundation down here. It's it's incredible what he does. Um, I'm I'm so thrilled that he's going to be okay eventually. Um, but man, that, that hurts. That hurts. And I hate to see that. It's the same knee that he hurt up in Rocky top up in Tennessee uh, yeah. many, many years ago. So yeah, I hate to see that from, from Nick Chubb, who was having, who was going to have a monster year. He was going to have a huge year this year. He was going to be an absolute monster. So get T's and P's get, get better. Nick, uh, come back and dominate the NFL. It'll be interesting to see what the Browns do with their running back position over the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, don't forget, TM5 takes over Sissies on the 30th for the Georgia-Auburn game, and I believe they do have an announced start time for that game. I believe it is 3.30. 3.30 will... Let's go. Yeah, 3.30 will be the start time for that game. Uh, let me just double-check here. And, um, yeah, 3.30 on CBS. Uh, Sissies, TM5 takes over Sissies. I will probably be up there somewhere between 2 and 3, I would assume. Uh, I have a football game earlier that morning, so I need to go home and shower. Uh, but if anybody's planning on coming up there, Georgia versus Auburn, 3.30. Get up there at 3.30, drink some beer, have some food, have some laughs. Mention to your waitress that you are there with the morning five guys, and you will get 10% off your food order. I tried to get 10% off your entire order, but uh, Sissy said we couldn't do the uh, couldn't include the booze if anybody was going to have a couple uh couple of beers up there so i was i was like i understand i understand completely but all you can say is no if i ask that's all that's the worst you can say um so yeah tm5 hey. takes over sissies yes what what guess who might be in town that that weekend oh i know <laughs> oh. oh i know yes yes i know we've already <laughs> talked about it yes i know we've already <laughs> talked about it we just got to make sure that he's good enough to get back to talladega on saturday evening sunday morning do i have to drive him back i am fine with that yeah you might like, have I to i am good <laughs> yeah you uh you might have to that might that might be your your task for the uh for the nighttime oh god that's gonna be so much dude if the three of us get back together i'm pumped for the dude. first time in yeah. years i'm pumped like when was the last time the three of us were together in a room? Uh, it was for that radio thing we did with that dying station oh, out in that, Carrollton. That, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know that, that was great. at a place that serves alcohol. Yeah, that wasn't hmm. a place that serves alcohol. I'm surprised they didn't get shut down for that. That's not allowed in Carroll County. Can't do that. Apparently, well, apparently not. Double standards are amazing here. 
Uh, and today in 1968, Mickey Mantle hits his final career home run at 536. Kudos to Mick. Yeah. Oh, Mickey Mantle. You got anything else today, man? Let's get out of here, brother. Let's get out of here on a hump day. We will see you all tomorrow morning on the morning five. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.